Hey guys, welcome to Footy Fish episode 11. Um, we are joined today by my co-host, Harry. How you doing, Harry? I'm very well. I'm very well, my boy. Brilliant. And we are, have a guest today, um, Ollie, a returning guest at that as well. Back. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Nice. Yeah, all good here. It's been um, it's been an interesting week. We we haven't really caught up with some of the fixtures and things that may have happened over the last few weeks of football. So we have quite a lot of games to really sort of get through and have a look into. Um, I thought we'd start by just going back and having a look at some of the games that have happened. But before we do that, how is everyone? Everyone enjoying? How is everyone collectively? (laughs) Everyone? Uh, Everyone is good? Everyone's ill, which is why we're all at home. Uh, Oh, wow. Really? Why? (laughs) Uh, Did I make man flu? Man flu? (laughs) (laughs) The man flu pandemic has been raging for hundreds of years. (laughs) No one's talking about it. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Right. Okay. How are you? Yeah, no, I've been um, an interesting few weeks for, for mainly football, as this is a football po- football podcast, you know. But other than that, it's just cracking on with every day, isn't it? Just wake up, same day, go to bed. But, it's like Groundhog Day at the moment, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, literally, yeah. And this is the only thing breaking it up. And some of our listeners, it may also make their week a bit better. So hopefully we just keep entertaining them but anyway um so we're actually going back to the 26th of january which was a tuesday um i just wanted to look at some of these games just because some games were decent some were average um so the first game that i'm looking at is the crystal palace west ham game now it's unfortunate we don't have alfie here today so i'm sure he would have a lot to say about this palace game um so it ended up 3-2 to West Ham, but I'm pretty sure Palace were actually up before West Ham. They got a goal before. Oh, third minute, so yeah. Yeah, third yeah. minute goal. That's a bit crazy, actually. Palace, I think, have been in quite good form in respect to yeah. how good Palace are and aren't in both hands. Yeah, that situation. but then again, you look at West Ham and their current form and they're... Yeah. smashing it at the moment they are doing so, really well I don't think they're that far off, off of uh, not at all fifth two, or sixth two points two point, they are fifth they're two points yeah. behind you but, which is uh, crazy Ever- Everton and Spurs got a game in hand behind them um, Spurs are unlikely to catch them but mm. Everton probably will overtake yeah. them game. West Ham yeah. have been quite a good team this year quite a different team haven't they I think obviously Suchek's probably Suchek and Antonio have been the ones to really stand out in a team of quite a lot of potentially decent players. I know yeah. I've got Cresswell at the back of my FPL team and I'm not going to lie, he's been quite a consistent player. Um, I've also been thinking about switching out and getting Suchek in my team as well. But uh, What do you guys think about West Ham currently then? Yeah, like you said, they're playing really well at the moment. Um a lot of my family are West Ham fans and oh, I'm the only fair. one that's not. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're all quite happy, I think. But, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, credit to them, I guess. They did... they're, they're playing really well. Where did they come last, last year? year? Yeah, what happened last year? Jesus, it's where they mid-table team uh, that is I'll have a look. Because they came think... 16th. 
finished. I don't know why West Ham. Year. I was saying this to someone yesterday, but West Ham just have an inexplicable amount of fans everywhere. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> my mum's side of the family are West Ham fans, and they've all been born and raised in Reading. I don't get it. They're everywhere. West Ham and Newcastle. For teams that don't win anything, have an extraordinary amount of fans all over the country. Uh, how long? How long have those two teams been around, though? Quite. Oh, long. Time. A They've long time. Largely. I think going back to yeah. going back to what you guys were saying last week about obviously like Green Street and that. I think films like that definitely sort of skyrocketed the whole, uh, well, the Chelseas and mm. the um, West Ham's, all that sort of stuff. And Newcastle, even That's with gold as well. Yeah. Uh, sort of big films that have, I think, probably gained them a lot of following. And um, yeah, obviously, you think about all the the sort of firm activity that they used to have back then as well. I'm not, I'm not really surprised they've got a, quite a big yeah. fan base. I mean, just point. just for our listeners, if you're wondering what the hell we're going on about with football <laughs> films, last week we did a um, sort of a, a top eight which is kind of a weird number to do because five wasn't enough. 10 was just too many films to watch. So we settled on eight, weirdly. So we've just rated the top eight football films in our own opinion. Um, if you haven't seen that, go and watch it and get some context about what we're talking about. Also, whilst we're on the subject, don't forget to like and subscribe. Obviously, you've got, you've got to do that. But yeah, that um, bell, turn those post notifications on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I do think Goal had probably quite a big influence on a lot of people becoming Newcastle fans, as well as Green Street, because it's probably more glorification than is probably necessary, <laughs> necessary for two teams. But equally, in respect, those teams have been quite, you know, around for quite a long time and probably do deserve a bit of respect and mm. do have a lot of fans. But anyway, that's a really good point because I was wondering why they're like, why, where all the Everton fans are because they're like <laughs> an even bigger team, if anything. Yeah, I mean, Premier League longer, but I, particularly goal, especially for our generation, I think is probably a good point about Newcastle fans. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think as well, it's a good film. You can't, you can't hang on. It's one of the one of the classics for us as a football film. But yeah, and I think I think if you haven't seen it, go give it a watch. It's pretty pretty good film. Start, I actually started watching it again last night. I, I finished your podcast last week's well, the episode that you just uh, released. Finished that yesterday, last night, and thought, you know what, I've got to watch Goal now. And I probably got about half an hour into it before I fell asleep because it was already quite late. But yeah, <laughs> equally as good film as I remember. But, great uh, great review, Ollie. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite, it was quite late anyway. But, uh, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. The first act is so different to the rest of the film as well. Oh yeah, massive. But yeah, um, Palace. Now they've got some decent fixtures ahead of them. They could really see themselves moving up as well because I don't think Palace have been in that bad form lately, especially with Eze, Eze on the ball now, looking good. I think Zaha might be out at the moment. I don't think he's playing currently. So I think that will affect Palace quite a lot because I think they lean, lean a bit too much on Zaha to get the team by which is great because that means they've got a player that they can trust but when he's not playing you can't put Benteke up there can you? Like, oh, that's why they got Eze in I think he's, yeah. he's coming he's playing quite, quite a lot the Newcastle game they played the other day um, great ball in for Cahill's goal and uh, but yeah he's showing more consistency now um, it's just I don't want a player like that to be snapped up by a bigger team and just not really get played like you know, well, look what happened with Wamba Saka and uh, United. He's pretty much gone 
uh, under the radar until well he scored the other day but he pretty much gone under the radar at united since he left mm. palace he was he's not been spoken about like he was when he was at palace he was one of the the best up and coming young talents in in the uk and now as soon as he's gone to united a bit like what happened to zaha he just disappeared and you, you think oh bambasaka you don't think you don't relate him to that sort of that palace player that he was that big influence but, and it's been pretty good still but just like yeah, he's just not getting the recognition that he deserves, I don't think. But that's what happens when you go from sort of a smaller club to see a club like United when they've got some of the biggest stars in the world. One of the biggest clubs in the world as well. I mean, yeah. probably is quite a lot of pressure. But yeah, I don't want to see Eze get swiped up from one of those teams. I think if he could just stay at Palace as long as he can. I think it's kind of when you're, unfortunately, when you're in the position Eze's in, where he is just naturally really good on the ball and just a real good football player. That's something some of the big teams take as, okay, we, we can make, we can improve on this massively. And that's just when you see him disappear. But I just think he could do so much for Palace. It would just be, it'd be good for football, wouldn't it? When you, you've got a player who, who is good, comes through and stays at a team and actually wants to play for the club rather than going, yeah, thanks for giving me the time. I'm off, see you later. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he stays. He looks like a really, really good player. Um, he, did anyone watch any of this match? I know Alfie would have watched this match, but obviously he's not here today, unfortunately. Did anyone see any highlights? Or is it the New- Newcastle match? Or no, the this one is week before? the West Ham Palace match. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, we might um, just quickly go through these ones, just because some of them look a bit boring. Really. Yeah, um, I didn't watch any of the highlights done about you guys, West Ham Palace. It's not really a fixture you really... No, I didn't see much about it, really. Fair enough. Anyway, moving on then. Newcastle leads. Now, Newcastle have not been in great form. I think they may have lost all their last five games. Did they beat uh, recently? Yeah, I think they did get a win. Did they get a win? Uh, oh, no, they, yeah, they beat Everton. Oh, they beat Everton 2-0 on 30th of January. Yeah, so before that, they had five losses in a row. They were not in great form. To then come back and beat Everton's a bit mad. But, but that the week we're talking about is when they lost to Leeds. I, am I, am I, is this just me? Or are Leeds better than what... Are they a better team than everyone thinks they are? Because I seem to think that they're a great team in great form, capable of beating anyone. But they're just... I thought they'd be way higher in the league. They're just Some weeks they turn up. I just think defensively, obviously defensively they have issues, but I yeah, just think I think they're very the... hot and cold. I don't think they're consistent enough. One week they look like they're like a Leicester, they look like they're challenging for the top four, and then the next yeah. week they look like West Brom. Yeah, so um, yeah, no, I just don't I... think there's that consistency there. But when they are on form, they they look good, really good. It's like Bamford as well, he's smashing it at the moment. I mean, their only target is to not finish in the bottom three they're just their only target is to stay up and i think yeah. when you, you're in that position i think the same with sheffield united maybe obviously different story now um like sheffield united last year they didn't have that worry of if they go back down it's, it's kind of expected for a team who's just come up to not really be prepared for the level of play that you have to bring to the premier league so leads are massively overachieving right now what, do, any, do any of you have it up where they might be sitting on the on the table at the moment? Just because um, just eleven. Yes, they're eleven. That's not bad. That's not bad considering like this is what their their first comeback in a while to the Premier League. Then it's not 
not terrible. I, I think they're they're massively overachieving, but I guess mm. they do have talent on that team as well, especially players like Patrick Bamford, just banging them in, getting assists. Yeah, Rafinha. Rafinha, oh my God, being a great player as well. Yeah, yeah they've definitely proven that they belong in the Premier League. Um, mm. 29 points, not got much to worry about at the moment by way of relegation. I mean, there's such a gap. There's not normally a gap like this for the bottom three to 17th. Mm. Um, Burnley at 17th, probably... The, the form they've been on, I wouldn't think they're going to go down. Newcastle might be looking over their shoulders a bit, but... Yeah, they need to get some know. more wins or at least a couple of draws under their belt, really, just to get a few points and don't fall behind that gap. Some of the looks of things. But anyway, moving, yeah. moving on from that one, we have uh, a nice win uh, for Arsenal. 3-1 against Southampton. What's going on with yeah. Southampton? <sighs> They've dropped off. They looked incredible a couple of weeks, or even a month ago. They looked incredible, and now are they the, new the last Spurs? couple of results? Are they the new Spurs? Just completely drop Who off knows? after Christmas? What's going on there? But Arsenal, though, know. on the other hand, I mean, besides other games, yes, yeah. <laughs> on average, good form. You know, what I mean, yeah, they, they're looking a lot of, better. Yeah, scoring goals. You know, more than two at least. Yeah. yeah where's uh, Arsenal sitting at the moment? Tenth. Not bad, not bad. Tenth, yeah. Not where you probably should be, but I think. Well, no, but if you think if we are tenth, but we're only nine points off top four, off Liverpool in fourth. So you think yeah. that's only three games, and the way Liverpool have been playing at the moment as well, they've been dropping points. Yeah. Sort of uh, when they shouldn't be. Um, really. Shouldn't so be. who knows? I'm well, surprised. I'm not, not going to say that we're going to challenge for the top four, but like, oh. if you look at the points, it's not that big a gap. It is only three games. You can definitely realistically challenge for Europa League spot. Yeah. For sure. Um, I believe so. So that's oh, that's good. Villa, Chelsea, Spurs, Everton, West Ham. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a fight going on for that. Uh, we love a mid-table scrap though, don't we, guys? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm being pulled back into that's it. We've got a top three here. No, yeah, yeah, true. we got the top, <laughs> top three. Uh, I mean, I, in FPL ranks, I'm at least a week ahead of all you lot, but that's fine. Uh, when you win the league, mate, we'll, we'll speak then. Now, what I hate, right, is this, you did this last year, Ollie. Like, in the in the fantasy league last year, I was top so long, pretty much the entire time. And then within the last two months of the league, you just was like, yeah, I think cool. the, the last sort of month or so before um the premier league got suspended because of coronavirus for a couple of months i think obviously about a month before that i was hot on your tail then i think caught up and then obviously it was just nothing for months until it was, the no, it came was back. me and you continuously gaining points but obviously where when i got points you got points when i didn't yeah. get points you didn't get points there was just no movement there and yeah. it was frustrating and i think you're going to do it again this year <laughs> I'm, I'm adamant i've been top there's only been one instance where Harry has pushed me out of first place for half a week and then I went straight back up and I'm hoping just to stay there, just to keep staying there. But yeah, anyway, moving on from FPL talk. <laughs> City, 5-0 West Brom. I mean, I don't like to see it, but... Yeah. What would you expect, though, to be fair? I know. I feel like at some point, though, City have been amazing this season as much as I hate to say it. But again, the people who are supposed to be challenging 
City, Liverpool included, aren't, haven't been that good. It's, it's, it's I think this year is a bit weird. I think every every team at some point has had a really sort of dry spell and a really like a crap spell of a really sort of bad couple of games. And I think City had theirs fairly early on, but now they've kind of kicked back into sort of form again and they're just sort of going. Obviously, Liverpool yeah. started off quite well, but are now hitting a bit of a rough patch. Arsenal, yeah. obviously, a couple of months ago when I was first on the podcast, terrible. We're looking like we're fighting, rele- we're basically fighting relegation. Every team at the moment as well, Chelsea and Spurs, they were the solid top four. And now they're obviously dropping down to the sort of towards the mid table. So, But I also think that reflects how close it is being this year like teams mm. are dropping every team's dropped points well I don't know about every team but most teams has dropped points where they think they really shouldn't have but all like even some of the smaller teams have beaten some of the bigger teams when they shouldn't have and i think that's we've got such a close tight league at the moment it's actually very ent- entertaining i mean you can't mm. really it's really entertaining to watch because you're like this like usually after Christmas you go okay well these these are the top six they're gonna finish top six like look at these gaps like there's but now it's thinking Arsenal could easily within the next month be in a different completely different position yeah exactly and same for Liverpool Liverpool could swap with Arsenal I don't know if that mathematically works out but it could happen and as the way it's going it is currently bloody happening (laughs) (laughs) but I think this so far this has probably been the most interesting league in a while in terms of yeah. com- the competition of just top to bottom has been a little bit ridiculous it's just it's been entertaining i think it's just the only word i can actually describe it with yeah but hey uh what are your thoughts on the league is it, do we have any clear-cut winners in anyone's eyes i would say city but i don't want to trigger you mark no i mean but even you say city but again all, all it takes is for them just to not really be informed for a few games, lose where they shouldn't lose, and well, out of the out of everyone, they are the only team to have won their last five games. Um, Nineteen unbeaten now as well. Yeah, Pep's not going to let this slip. I don't think. It's not this looking year. good, nah. for you, mate. I'll be honest. No, it's not. It's not looking good for me. It um, started off. Great. Yeah, it, they're not. They're not massively far ahead, though. I see what you mean. Yeah, and uh, all it takes of United or a Leicester to hit. a rich vein of form and then they can catch up not too long but, but Liverpool City can see also, this weekend that could be a big game oh, City yeah. also have got a game in hand as well yeah that could be a bit of a bit of an issue but I mean it's starting to look like City will come out of the end but usually when you get to this time of year especially going into February you really should be able to see who's going to win the league or who is challenging for the league and I think at this point yeah. it still can just be anyone's game if you're top half of the table you I would say top half top final you know top quarter you still have a chance to really put it back and get a decent result this year but my god has it been a difficult one to predict hasn't it you, again as well you just don't know who to have in your FPL team it's just like it feels like I've just got mid-table teams in my FPL league just raking yeah. in the points and somehow none of them are in the bloody top. Okay, so moving on to some probably some more talk-worthy games. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Chelsea Wolves, nil-nil. Good for Wolves, bad for Chelsea. Sheffield United beating Man United. Where would they be if they got that win? Would they be joint top? 
Yeah, yeah uh, they'd be joint top with, but would fit your game ahead and gold different old game in hand. Mm. See, yeah, and gold. Well. That's probably another game we were talking about where you, sh- you shouldn't see United lose, especially when they've just beaten Southampton nine nil. You shouldn't really see United United lose to Sheffield United. It's not something. It's why it's been such an unpredictable year because you could go into a game thinking this team's going to get slapped and the inevitable happens and you are wrong which is pretty much most of the time right now for me when I captain uh, Salah and I'm uh, <laughs> and I'm thinking oh great <laughs> captain Salah against Brighton and we lost 1-0 brilliant should have captained Bruno <laughs> Fernandes but anyway yeah but then I think while we were talking we were doing the last podcast I think when Liverpool won three one against Spurs, which is I think goes back to the point of just the unpredictability because the following week we lose to Brighton, so we beat Spurs three one, lose to Brighton one nil. It's a weird consistency that I just don't understand. It's it's annoying for me as well being a Liverpool fan when you think we've just dominated Spurs. Oh beat yeah, you. Beat Spurs three one, and uh, the next week was um, West Ham three one. Oh, was and it West Ham? Beat, I then, it was Brighton. Yeah, oh, no, Brighton's a week after. Yeah, exactly. Um, so looked like we were scoring goals back in our form, and then back to square one again, where we can't seem to find the back of the net. We can't seem to find the goal because I don't think against Brighton, I don't think there were really many shots on target, if any shots on target. Have you? Have one of you got the stats up for that? Um. I was watching the game and it was just frustrating to watch. What, the just, Brighton game, sorry. Yeah, Brighton Liverpool game. It was just frustrating to watch. I was having an absolute nightmare. Eleven shots for Liverpool. Eleven shots for Liverpool. Thirteen for Brighton. Jeez. One of those um, shots for Liverpool was on target. Liverpool. Four of which were uh, for Brighton were on target. Just a frustrating game. Yeah. I don't know. The bad goal to concede as well from Alexander Arnold. Poor yeah. man defending. Yeah. I mean, I did read somewhere that apparently Liverpool haven't played one minute in, of the Premier League with a full squad, like first team starting, which I think really puts into perspective the position Liverpool are in at the moment with just the squad in general. Like, I feel like it's been ages since I've seen Diogo Jota play. And True. it's really frustrating just because mm. how good he is at just finding the back of the net. I, I think we need that right now. We need Diogo Jota to come in because Firmino is a good player all round, but I think everyone agrees he's not a striker. He's not an all-out striker. And I think what you get with Diogo Jota is if Salah and Mane aren't really finding their feet, can't find the back of the net, I'm pretty confident Jota will. I mean, he's a young lad who puts power behind the ball as well. So I think if any yeah. player if any player needs to come back from injury, obviously we've got Van Dijk up there, but Defensively, we haven't been terrible. A few mistakes here and there, but I think going forward is actually weird to say. Our biggest concern right now, because even though, yeah, last few games we've scored <laughs> six goals, like then we'll have a game against Brighton, one shot on target, with the, the, uh, arguably the best front three in the world, which it just doesn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, I'm going to stop complaining about it. I'm just, I'm just a salty Sound Liverpool like lad. Just a salty Liverpool fan who's used to winning. Uh, <laughs> it's Sound much. like a uh, clock, mate. Ah, excuses, excuses. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, yeah, let's wrap through some more of these. Uh, on to the next week. Newcastle will actually beat Everton in the shock 2-0, which, uh, as we were saying, Newcastle not in great form, but, you know. Yeah, fair play uh, to them. Palace getting a win against Wolves. Decent. Um, it's a definitely a fixture they probably went into not realising, well, I'm saying not realising, not thinking that they could get a win. But again, Wolves haven't been that great. Really, really struggling without Jimenez in the team, I think. I mean, we've said it consistently on this podcast that Wolves have been that team who, when Jimenez was pulled out, obviously from a, that unfortunate injury, really starting to see that Wolves team struggle. Um, and I don't know if they, if they made any sort of transfers. We'll, we'll get into all of that in just a minute. Um, speaking of... It's probably best if we take a quick break um, just so we can rejig some things and just catch up. We will see you guys in a very short minute. So the last thing we were talking about is just some of the fixtures that have happened. I think it's probably best if we just like push forward to just some of the more entertaining ones. Arsenal United 0-0 on the 30th only a few days ago. A decent game. I mean, I was quite happy with that. It being yeah. Sort of- <laughs> yeah, that's sort of how we are at the moment. I, I wasn't too bad. I was. Uh, did, did I expected the worst, and um, yeah, did you watch it, the, it turned out all right. Did you watch the game? So, what? No, I didn't. Mm. I was. Uh, uh, didn't pretty boring. So nil 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 draws never all amazing to watch, um, mm. but when you need the draw, it's always good to hear, I guess. But yeah, um, not really much to add on that. You can't really add much on the nil nil game. Yeah. Villa beating Southampton one nil. Good win, I think. I mean, it was a controversial win. Yeah, I, I quite like Villa this year. Quite enjoy watching them, especially just watching the Grealish and Ollie Watkins link up. It's fascinating. Yeah, Martinez in goal as well. Yeah, he's been playing really well. Yeah, from last night, but yeah, but yeah true. Um, so no, it's just it seems that can't stop Lingard, mate. every time, every, every time there's a goal for Villa, more, nine times out of ten, Grealish is involved. Which is, which is great from an FPL standpoint of view. Yes, it um, is. Chelsea beat Burnley 2 0. I mean, two, Thomas Tuchel's coming in and really starting to mix things up. What, does anyone know who actually played in this one? So I think we actually may have commented on already. Yes. Um, so Mendy in goal. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Mendy in goal, Aspilicueta, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, then Hudson Adoy, Jorginho, Kovacic, um, Alonso, Mount, Werner, and Abraham. Wow. Okay. So it's still quite a lot of rotation. I completely forgot that Marcus Alonso plays for Chelsea. <laughs> I just, well, small reminder, mate. He, he, he plays for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, no, I th- seems like the managers now picking up the pace with Chelsea and they're getting some wins under their belt from the looks of things which is uh, I guess good to see but I just love it when anyone else but Liverpool lose especially if it's a big team I'm sorry Oli but obviously Arsenal is a prime example but everyone loves it yeah. when Arsenal lose anyway but no it looks like Chelsea are starting to turn things around now which is decent I guess for them um, Leeds beat Leicester 3-1 a good win for Leeds bad loss for Leicester especially if they want to see themselves stay in the, where are they at the moment are they third or third third yeah, yeah so they they probably are fairly you know con, they're probably contending for Champions League here at the rate they're going but they can't really be losing the games to get 
get that you know they don't want to drop points and fall out of that and end up in Europa. I think it'd be nice to see Leicester get that Champions League. Do you reckon guys reckon they'll perform in the Champions League if they get that? I think it might be another one of those situations like when they won the um, Premier League a couple of years back and they obviously got Champions League. I think they were just they were there. They took part and they <laughs> enjoyed there. it. I think from a certain standpoint, but. I don't think they're going to really push on and get too far. Um, saying that, obviously, a lot's changed in sort of a couple of years uh, since they've won. So I could be very wrong. I hope I am wrong. I think the, be the squad is probably but... actually better now. Yeah, it's probably at its uh, best for a Champions League run, if any. Yeah. Plus, if they, if they finish top four, they get a decent amount of prize money and they'll uh, be able to invest further. I imagine they're in probably one of the best financial situations in the league to be fair but um Probably. relative to like how much they spend yeah well like this lead that the leads obviously beating Leicester 3-1 goes back to what I was saying earlier about one day they're they look immense and the next day they're, they're, they're dropping points where they, they shouldn't or they're, they're losing so I think that lack of consistency is really hurting Leeds at the moment but fair play obviously they got the three points when it mattered against Leicester it's just yeah not so much last night no no I completely agree with you on that one and especially in regards to Leeds I mean I think they aren't they're, they're a team Leeds are a team they're getting a lot of attention but just be I feel like it's only because they've only just come up and they, I think they still do have a lot to prove. I think their first hurdle is, as we've previously said, is staying in the league and then performing like they are performing now, but following year. And yeah, second season syndrome, they called it. Yeah, exactly. Happened to quite a few teams. Oh, yeah, Sheffield United is probably a prime example. I think, where did they finish? Seventh last year or something like that, which probably probably the best, most overachieved team Ninth. last year. Ninth, not bad. They were only two points behind Arsenal. Well, I, I think but before go... coronavirus as well, they were even higher. Yeah, they, yeah. Su- they suffered from the not, not having fans. I think it doesn't go as far as saying Sheffield United last year were the most overachieved team of that season, um, purely because I mean, Liverpool won the league, but that was to be expected from that point, but. I think if you're a Sheffield United fan, you definitely would agree they massively overachieved last year. But I think they just set themselves up for failure. But now you expect them to do it again. The pressure's on, the cracks were shown, and they're just nowhere to be seen this year. But yeah, you, we all know that Sheffield United's going down. Um, you yeah. say that. They're, actually, they're on a decent bit of form. Oh, really? They're actually, Yeah. They, let me have a look. I think they've won, in all competitions, they've won five of their last seven games. I mean, they beat yeah. United, win, so loss, win, loss, win. So they've won three out of their last five. And the losses were City and Spurs. So you can't begrudge that. No, but, not bad. But they beat United think, as well, which is decent. At the minute, they're actually looking a bit more likely to stay up than Fulham and West Brom. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. On the fourth, they're, they're still bottom, but yeah. form-wise, they're looking a lot better than Pulling, West Brom. pulling it around. That's fair then. I think they're on 11 points, so they've got nine points out of the last five games. So all the games before that, <laughs> there's 17 games before that, they were on two. Fair Crazy. enough. Well, looking at what sort of happened going forward then, let's see. So they, they 
Tuesday the 2nd of Feb, they played West Brom and beat West Brom 2-1. I mean, the way things sit at the moment, you kind of expect that to happen. So hopefully, I mean, I, I, in a weird way, I do quite like Sheffield United. You know, they did really well last year, really egged them on. So I really wanted them to do well again this year, just as one of those teams that have come up and just do amazing. Like Leeds as well. Leeds are just a great team to watch because you just don't expect it from them. And they Leeds are probably a bit more entertaining than Sheffield United. But yeah, moving on, a very controversial game. I think Ollie may have some... Want to speak a few words about this one? The two-one loss for Arsenal, or the two-one win for Wolves. Ollie, what are your thoughts on this game? Do you guys swear on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, um, bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! The whole thing. Is that the word you want to go with? Bullshit! Yeah, it's, well, it's just it is like how on earth you could say any anything to describe that. <laughs> you chose bullshit. Uh, it is. It's yeah. just a bullshit result. It's oh yeah. It proper wound me up seeing that um, David Luiz getting red carded, and even today seeing that um, what's his name had his red card overturned, and mm. David Luiz hasn't had his yeah, uh, red would, card overturned. I didn't. That is, I didn't even crazy. Didn't even see any contact. Well, all it was was uh, the Wolves player. I can't remember exactly who it was. They, he basically, as he was running, as his heel came up, he his heel hit. Um, David Luiz's knee as David Luiz was running and so he's fallen over David Luiz not, didn't even touch him he's kicked David Luiz and he's just obviously get a red card yeah. I understand but Leno he's, he's an idiot yeah. um, that's, just, <laughs> yeah. that's agreed that's just embarrassing I don't know how that's happened but yeah um, the David Luiz one was just yeah, shocking absolutely shocking I don't know how the Premier League can let that sort of stuff up especially with VAR as well yeah I mean, those sort of mistakes can't happen, but they still happen to this day. The referee. It's supposed to be a contact game, and that wasn't even a foul. No, (laughs) barely contact. Let alone like it was accidental contact. It wasn't even like he fucking was like, "I'm gonna knock knock his legs, mate," send him flying. It was less of a foul than Bednarek's, and that wasn't a foul either. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean the referee in this year has been probably. The most controversial I think I've seen it be in a while. I mean, refereeing, there's always going to be some calls that are a bit what's going on type situation. But I think this year, when you sort of watch some, you know, like when you watch sort of the Sky, they do sort of their talk, BBC Sport do sort of their talks. The ref, I think like some of the referee calls are just always brought up. There's, mm-hmm. Every single time they bring up one game where the ref made a bad call is what it feels like at the moment. Just Especially because it's under... It's got such a big spotlight on it because obviously they are still vaguely new. They're yeah. still ironing out some of these creases in it. But I think it just winds people up even more because things like that back in the day, they would have just gone, you give the player the benefit of the doubt. But now it's it's to the millimetre and it's just got to the point where it's so petty, a lot of it as well. Like you're a bit like, you cannot give an offside for something that's oh, literally like an, an inch, if that. Dan, Danny like, Ings was the other day. Yeah. Play. Exactly, it's it's crazy. I saw something this morning on Instagram. Um, I can't remember which referee it was, but there was an old Premier League referee who's basically come out and said that they basically get given some sort of quota, but they have to give a certain amount of like fouls and uh, corners, things like that. So I don't know obviously how true this is. Like I didn't really properly read all of it, but it's stuff like that. It wouldn't surprise me if in the next couple of years it turns out there was a huge football fixing scandal to do with referees and that it wouldn't honestly surprise me at all i mean i from a from a numbers point of view i guess i understand that because they probably just look at 
every game how many on average how many fouls are committed that aren't picked up or how many fouls in general and then the ref gets that in those numbers and they go okay well but that's the thing if there's no to... fouls if there aren't fouls then how no yeah exactly uh, you can't you shouldn't just give but... a foul just because oh i've been told to give 15 in this game so i'm going to give 15 even though four of them weren't actually fouls it's it doesn't make sense if, if it's not a foul i've, I've, I've never understood that about um, like police having arrest targets yeah it's the same sort of thing it's like yeah we want to arrest as many people it's like well surely you want to arrest as few people as possible you yeah. want them to so your crime rates go down yeah. yeah yeah and the the less fouls that are happening in football the more football's being played the less yeah. stoppages there are the more the better product you got to, to people to watch and less extra time yeah exactly. i mean it's probably a frustration a lot of our fans and probably just football fans in general share just var I just i don't know i i think it would be useful if would you agree to have it in things like champions league semi-final and finals just to make sure the right team goes through or is it would it be the opposite i think that's the, I that's think, the opposite all right yeah i think I the think world if... cup was the world cup was the worst place to try out this new football idea the <sighs> biggest stage in the world why yeah. why and it made the final especially made such a difference croatia got screwed Okay, yeah, fair enough, actually. Because it what? Because then you're. Are you saying that when it's at the beginning of the stages, if it's if, if the the right teams will go through anyway, regardless of VAR? I, th I think it should be that it, it should either be they should have it on the tournament, like whichever tournament it may be or competition it may be. You either yes or no. Not let's bring it in at a certain stage of the tournament because that gives whoever's been knocked out previously an unfair advantage, uh, an unfair sort of a disadvantage, because who knows if there was VAR in the first game of the competition, it, their results could have been slightly different. So I think it's either a yes or a no, like either have it or don't have it. Don't have, oh, we're going to bring VAR in from the quarterfinals onwards or something like that, because I think that's just stupid. That's fair. I mean, it definitely does interrupt games. It slows them down, really. I think it's harder, especially if you're a player. If you're playing, I mean, it's probably hard for us to understand. But if you're if you're a player, middle of the game, trying to focus, and you score a goal, and all of a sudden you see the big VAR, you're probably like, yeah. What's the word? Stood there for a good like, couple of minutes. It's like you're you're killed a bit of passion. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah. man, like, are you really doing this right now? Like. It takes the flow out from the game as well. When when you you score a yeah. goal or something happens, and they spend five minutes looking at it, you just stood there for five minutes. Like, well, well, I guess yeah. I won't. We could be playing football until obviously this restarts. Yeah, you but could have, you could have a player could have noticed someone's out of position and wants mm. to take advantage of that because that's football. And then all of a sudden VAR steps in, and that player just notices and has a moment to look around and jogs back, and you're like, great, mm. that's just ruined. People are asking for consistency from it. But you can't, you cannot get consistency from it. No, it's the most every, inconsistent every thing is, in the world. Every incident is different. First of all, every foul, every corner, every penalty, whatever—they're all different. You can't say like, "Oh, these these ones are fouls; these ones are not fouls." Definitively, you can't, because no. it's always been up for interpretation, which is what the refs were there for in the first place. And with different people in the VAR room, different refs on the day, some are going to feel the pressure to, for them to be like. Oh, VAR said I should have a look at that. Maybe I should overturn it. Or the people in the booth thinking like, oh, I don't think that's a foul. So we're not going to give it, even if the majority of people would have given it. 
yeah. So do you think the issue actually sits with how much power has been taken away from the ref these days? Because Absolutely. VAR is probably has more leeway now than the referees. The referees consult VAR when they're struggling, and then VAR then tell them this is offside, and then they go, okay. I don't know what the point of linesman is anymore. What's the yeah. point? Yeah. We don't need, you don't need a linesman. You've got, you've I got guess it's for those sort of quick decisions instead of going, oh, we're not sure if that was offside, so mm. give us a minute. Well, linesman's oh, also, yes, also no look point out of them signaling offside. Yeah. No don't, don't linesmen also have an opinion when there's a foul? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Wave the flag. I guess they sort of are like, you know, the second and third referees in the game and stuff like that. But yeah, I agree with you. You don't really need a linesman for an offside if everyone knows what is on offside and onside. But they've because... changed the rules this year as well, haven't they, about uh, offsides. You don't blow until it's they've touched the ball, whatever it is now. They've, they've slightly changed it with offsides. So it basically means that for players running like clearly offside but is sprinting towards it they don't well they will not um, blow the whistle or they won't give the offside until the, the basically the very last minute which oh, I that's like how it's on FIFA it's so infuriating yeah you're like oh <laughs> I've got the flags uh, the linesman's not put their flag up I, I'm through you score a banger and you're like oh no, sorry now it's offside just, just give it to me as soon as I'm offside and yeah yeah the rest of the game yeah don't make me waste running 20 meters <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, we got a little bit off track there, but yeah, it was good to hear sorry. you guys' opinion. No, it's good to hear you guys' opinions on sort of like the VAR thing. I think it was a long time. Coming. I'm very much anti-VAR. Oh, I yeah, think so, so many people I. are. It, it just ruins it ruins the sport element of the game, where it's now starting to feel a bit not simulated, but just orchestrated and constructed. It doesn't feel yeah. organic. Where it used to be entertaining when there's bit there was like a very controversial call because it didn't really happen that often. But now oh, it seems. But now it's just every single every, every, cool. every week you're going to have something that VAR got completely wrong, and you're like, how could you mm. sit there, look at it in detail, and still get it wrong? That's the problem. Yeah. But anyway, I think we'll move from this um, well, quickly. Just before we move yeah, on, gone. from Arsenal Wolves game. Credit where credit's due. Jamesinho's goal was a banger. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was a banger. I have to say, I'm as much as it pains me, it was a banger. So yeah, you can't you can't hate on a good goal, even if no, it's exactly. Good. Much as the rest of it wound me up, mm. that was a good goal. Yeah, um, I mean Saka, amazing. Well, he where's he come from? Jesus Christ! Like, just fell into the squad and has just been an absolute sensation for us yeah. as well. Pepe's coming into some sort of form yeah. now, I guess. Looking like the player you bought him for, so yeah. that's also good. So I'm as much as I, as much as, I don't hate Arsenal. I'm not gonna lie, I don't hate Arsenal. I just love to see it when they lose. It's just brilliant. I don't. I'd like mm. to see it as well. Uh, a lot of their fans are incredibly annoying. Not just the Arsenal fan TV lot. There are a lot of Arsenal fans out there who are inseparable. Not you, of course, Ollie. You're perfect, yeah, fair, perfectly I, calm and rational. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm quite sort of, um, sort of understated when it comes to being an Arsenal fan. I'm not going to be the one to wind people up and go, oh, no, we're the best team in the world because evidently we're not. I know we're not. I'm, I'm a real, <laughs> yeah, I'm realistic. Uh, I'm not very optimistic at times, but I, I'm realistic when it comes to Arsenal. Yeah, I, I understand that a lot of games we will win, but a lot of games we'll probably lose and draw because <laughs> that's just how we are at the moment. We haven't got that solid sort of starting eleven that we need. But I can only hope for the best. <laughs> no, I mean I think I think AFT does sort of give all Arsenal fans a bad rap, uh, especially because we got we got surprisingly quite a few Arsenal 
friends, don't we? We've, well, we've got you, we've got... I think they might be the most supported team in our age group. Yeah, true. Yeah, but if you think about what Arsenal were doing when we were growing up, they were arguably the best team of all they, they were for a couple of seasons and obviously like the invincible season everything like that it's i'm not surprised that there's a lot of people our age that are arsenal fans because or well, one of the main reasons i'm an arsenal fan thierry Henry, he was a huge influence for, for me mm. and he, he was but yeah the main reason i supported arsenal because he was Fair. top dog at the time every time i thought of football i thought of thierry Henry, and he yeah made me fall in, fall in love with the game so i've and, made uh, i've made a similar point to george before couple of times and he's not having any of it that Arsenal are so heavily supported because they were good when we were kids <laughs> he was not he's not happy about it but is, is it, does he have his reasoning for supporting Arsenal I don't know what his comeback was I think because it's like, either the team is it, I think I feel like it's either you were raised to support the team you support or when you were younger or you either lived near the team you support or the team that you do support were really good or are really good. Yeah. When well, you, like if your parents aren't into football, but you've gotten really into yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you pick your own team, don't you? Yeah. I don't think I could name a single um, Man City fan. Like, I don't think I genuinely I, know a single yeah, no, Man I City don't. fan. I don't but know think any Man City fans. Now, there's probably a lot more than there was 10, 15 years ago. There's gonna be, definitely going to be a lot more. But he's, he's about 12, uh, I think. 13. <laughs> That makes sense. That tracks, though, doesn't it? Ah, yeah. No, you're gonna see a lot more Man City fans pop up, and they're yeah. just gonna get so much stick. But then, did we get stick when we chose? Oh, I, I did. <laughs> no, I've got the know. other kind of stick. I'm <laughs> <a shit>. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, One thing I will say about Arsenal fan TV, I mentioned it on one of our, uh, the other podcasts I've been on, but I, I don't think we were recording at that point. I absolutely despise them with a passion. They are. They embarrass Arsenal. They are an embarrassment to Arsenal, and that's why they were made to change their name from Arsenal Fan TV to AFTV because Arsenal don't want any association oh, really? with them. Yeah, that's, that's why they've changed it because they're not allowed to be called Arsenal Fan TV because they're not. Arsenal don't want to be related to that. They don't want to be associated with that kind of embarrassing every <laughs> single weekend. That's a joke. <laughs> every weekend or every time there's the morning after an Arsenal game. Instagram's filled with just Arsenal fan TV memes or FTV memes. It's it's ridiculous. People go, oh, do you know Ty and the, who's the big ball bloke that's been uh, memed quite a lot recently? It, they're all just... Oh, uh, Robbie. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The uh, um, quite skinny bloke. It was screaming at his phone the other day on one of them. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't watch any of it, so I only know Ty is one of them. Okay. But... Um, yeah, they're just an embarrassment to Arsenal fans. They make us look a lot worse than we actually are. Yeah, they're toxic. They're the most toxic people I think I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, in football, definitely. Is. And I think that gives a lot of. Well, that gives the people the sort of the stereotype of Arsenal fans are really toxic and they're horrible people and all that sort of stuff. And uh, for in my opinion, I'm quite the opposite to that. I'm, I'm yeah, you're quite level-headed. Chill. Exactly. Uh, oh, That's we're, we're I mean. terrible at the moment. Oh well, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean that obviously I'm not passionate about it because I am. I am passionate about football. It just means that I'm not going to make myself and make my team look stupid just because we've had, say, we had one bad result and then they all go absolutely nuts and 
memes galore and then i'm sat there like great then now this isn't now affecting me as well because i'm getting all of my mates sending it to me and going oh arsenal fans this arsenal fans that but no some arsenal fans you can't band us all in the same majority yeah Yeah. (laughs) no i get i get where you're coming from mate it's probably tough being an arsenal fan um it is if anyone else it's an emotional roller coaster if anyone's watching this and an arsenal fan feel free to drop us a message we'll uh give you some sort of you know, couple of, couple of Fs in the chat. <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you some links where you can get some help. <laughs> we'll uh, leave Samaritan's number in the, in the description. <laughs> but anyway, moving couple on from Arsenal. in the chat. <laughs> moving on from the Arsenal game, immediately after is the Man United big 9-0 win, which was uh, probably, the. I think that's the tie they've got. 9-0 is probably the, their biggest club record, I think, um, which... I think they equaled it. Yeah. They had a 10-1 before against Ipswich. Oh, damn. Jesus. So it's a 9-goal. Yeah. Yeah, no, 9-0 win. That's insane. I mean, it seems like everyone on the team got a bloody goal as well, apparently. Uh, but yeah, no. Great win for Man United, annoyingly, I have to say. But again, Southampton on the receiving end. Yeah. I think that's the... They've had the biggest home defeat and the biggest uh, away defeat ever. Yeah. Yeah. In the the last two seasons, that's happened. Jeez. (laughs) In consecutive seasons. Wasn't it Portsmouth that tweeted? That was a great stat. Yeah. As well, yeah. Portsmouth had tweeted him like, oh, well done for beating Southampton and Neil or something like that. It was just pretty... I love it. Love the rivalry. No, amazing game. I mean, God, this United team have really turned it around. It's, um, it's really surprising, to be honest, just because the amount of... just I just All I can remember is just United being terrible, and now they're just amazing. I don't really get it. it comes out yeah, Ferguson seems so long ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was only, what, seven, eight years ago? But, oh well, to be fair, seven, eight years is, is a fairly long time, sort of. Yeah, in, in football, yeah. The, yeah, in football, it's a lot, a lot changes. changes. Third, third of our lives, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Which is quite, cra- quite crazy to think about, to be honest. Um, it was, didn't feel like long ago that Ollie was getting sacked, and now he's probably going to sign a new contract and stay there, which is quite, again, in itself, shocking. I mean, mm. I think it just really highlights how badly I think Frank was treated. But then others probably disagree. I think when that happens, I always compare it to other managers and other situations and think, well, Oli was definitely not doing that great in any Champions League, any of the competitions, getting knocked out way too early, not doing great in the Premier League. And now look at them. They're in great form. Oli knows what he's doing the team, knows who he's playing against who as well. So it's a bit... I think a lot of those sort of managers, like the Oliver Solskjaer and Frank, they have... Big, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Massive shoes. Like, especially organisation. It's ridiculous. Like, and obviously, you see how badly some of the managers after Fergie did. And you're like, yeah, this uh, this is going to be hard. But the fair play to Man um, I think they've obviously done what Chelsea didn't do and they stuck to their guns and it's working out for them now. Um, but, yeah, the revolving door that is Chelsea. Yeah. Um, they've got rid. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that, to be honest. I don't think, even somehow, even though they won 9-0, Bruno still managed to get a penalty in there as well. <laughs> Which, uh, 
Fernandez. Brilliant. Uh, Bruno, Bruno Fernandez, yeah. I'm pretty sure you mentioned that last week as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, put, put him in my team. He's going to get me a nice tens. Yes. Yeah, no, great win for Man United. Are they where they, they're second, aren't they? We've already said that. They're yeah. second, not far away, which is great for United because they were the new Arsenal finishing in fourth all the time. Uh, next on the list, Palace winning against Newcastle. Sorry, a fixture you probably expect them to, but again on Palace, they've got some great fixtures coming up. So hopefully they'll pick up some good points there. And, Har- and Harry and Alfie will be really pleased and actually say something positive about Palace for a change, won't he? It's either zero or a hundred with Alf. He's either fuming or he's ecstatic. Yeah. There's no oh, in between. <laughs> no, there's no in between at all. Um, yeah, no, I think mean, not much to say there. Palace got a good win. Much needed. City, let's be honest, they beat Burnley 2-0. I mean, City, what else can you say there? Leicester, Fulham 2-0. Again, Leicester, great form, great players. Madison was unreal. Madison, yeah. well, another great player who really, I think, has the potential to fill in Vardy's shoes. But those, again, big shoes to fill. Everton beat Leeds 2-1, which is weird because they lost against Newcastle so it goes back to that unpredictability and Leeds obviously dropping a couple points there I say a couple to drop three points there that they probably do need to keep up their momentum again West Ham beating Villa 3-1 and probably the highlight of that game was Jesse Lingard making his his, his debut for West Ham it was yeah apparently nice to see him silence some critics to be fair yeah um, I'm, uh, all I've seen online today yeah, everyone's massively overreacted to it and said, like, put photoshopped his face on, like, Messi and stuff like that. And I've seen unbelievable amounts of stuff about Lingard today. But I was watching the highlights earlier and it's... It, they weren't amazing shots. Martinez should have probably saved both of them. He got a hand on both of them. And I think he was... It was luck more than anything. Fair play. Obviously, you have to be then. You have to be the one to take the shot. And... Obviously, two of them went in, but I don't think it was necessarily all down to Lingard's pure skill. I think it was uh, definitely a, an element of goalkeeper error involved there as well. But fair play to him. It's, it's good to see him, obviously, getting on yeah. the score sheet. And I hope he does do well at that. Because be I, I used to really like him. I used mm. to really like um, Jesse Lingard, but then he started to become a bit, I think, arrogant, I think, on social media and things like that. And a couple of bad stories came out about him and... He just he didn't sort of perform. So that goal he scored against Panama at the World Cup. Mm, unreal. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait for the World Cup to be back. But yeah, no, Jesse Lingard probably has a good place in West Ham now for scoring them two goals mm. immediately. Is so... it they're on loan? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Which I shouldn't we... think it'd be much to buy, though, if they did want to follow that. There's nothing mm. anyway. Uh I mean, and then the last game that we've just seen been played annoyingly is the Brighton Liverpool game. I don't really have much to say about this, other than actually on Twitter, apparently Clock Out is trending worldwide. Like me. Like, why would you? Like, why would? Uh, I think it's one of those situations where you go from here to here, and then people start to instantly sort of jump on it and start going, "Oh no, he, he should go out. He should go out." Like, he, he's not. Like it's it's the big jump from being arguable well, the best team in the world last year, basically, and definitely obviously in the Premier League, to 
this year where obviously we you nearly went undefeated last year and now look how many games but how many games have you lost so far this year um four yeah it's you gotta look at all the injuries and stuff as well yeah i mean this goes back to what i was saying where we haven't actually played our full team at all so far i mean van dyke's and we're not going to play our full team because van dyke will not be back into the next season i've seen a lot of stuff about that Oh, he's definitely getting back into this season. No, he will back. not be no. back. He will not be back until next. Especially with an ACL. ACL no, there's no point so. rushing him back. There's no, no point. point. Let it heal. Let him get back to where he needs to be, and we'll try again next year. Do you know what I mean? Like this year, our aim: Champions League. That's it. That's it. We want those lucrative TV deals, please. Money, money, money. That's all we want. Yeah, Liverpool aren't running for a title. I mean, there's potential that. You know, we could turn things around because at the end of the day, Salah's not injured, Mane's not injured, or did he take a knock? I think. I don't oh, know. I think there was a couple of Liverpool players out. He was in. He was in the red on the Oh well, Salah's Allison not injured. Allison was out randomly yesterday. Was he injured? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. I didn't hear anything. Kelleher about started, it. and then uh, Adrian was he on did the bench. All right. he was just Kelleher did all right, actually. Yeah, no, Kelleher's actually a really good little prospecting goal. We don't usually produce keepers. We just buy them. Mm. But no, Kelleher's actually looking decent. I mean, there's not a lot of positives I can take from this Brighton game, other than we only conceded one goal, where it could have been a lot more. Especially considering we have Henderson at centre-back, which actually he's pretty pretty good at centre-back. And I think Nathaniel Phillips, who young and inexperienced, I mean, it's good. I like that we have players coming through sort of at that age, getting getting the Premier League time where arguably they really shouldn't be getting that Premier League time because we should have seniors started ahead of them. And obviously we have made some new signings, which we will get into very, very shortly. But I still don't think Liverpool are in a terrible position. I mean, we, we, what was the, we beat West Ham 3-1, we beat Tottenham 3-1. Uh, we drew against United. Uh, then we lost to Southampton 1-0. Not great, because it's Liverpool, but not terrible. I mean, it could be worse, is what I'm saying. And we could, we could, and sh- I think we should be in a worse position, considering who we have played, the injuries that we have had. And I don't, I don't think there should be any reason why Liverpool should be ruled out of a, winning the Premier League. Because the same thing could happen to City. Half their squad could get COVID. Because that has happened in previously at the beginning of this league where three or four players are out because they had to isolate for two weeks. So it could happen. It's very well, There's still a lot of time left. There's plenty of time left. 16 to 18 games left, depending on which team you are. Um, but yeah. Gomez as well. I haven't really heard any updates, but I heard it's all going well. So he, he potentially could be back and. At this rate, I'd happily welcome Gomez back into, into sort of the starting team. I mean, I don't hate Nathaniel Phillips. I just think he's an experience would show in bigger games or in tougher games. And I think where Gomez, I said he had a knee injury and I saw the scar. Have you seen the scar on his knee? Massive. It's literally massive from like the very top of your knee to the very bottom of your knee. It's like literally like that long. Jesus. It looked bad, and apparently, I just looked at it like that looked horrible. But apparently, the injury was isn't as bad as they thought, which mm. I guess 
doesn't really verify anything but but yeah i think i mean i'm more excited about diego jota coming back i i'm not gonna lie completely forgot about him which is a weird to say i just was so focused on trying to fo focus on salah just trying to get into form i forgot we actually had jota who could potentially come back fairly soon hopefully and, and i just Matt think, out for the rest of the season doesn't he yeah uh four yeah. to six weeks I lost oh. Fabinho, Fabinho should be back soon, though. That might be the Fabinho, I heard Matip was out for the rest of the season. Oh. Well, well, that's that could be wrong. I mean, four to six weeks. Yeah, no, Fabinho is also another good option to sit in centre-back as well. He, he was centre-back at the last club he was at and then obviously came into a CDM role, which he was amazing in. But obviously, he's had to drop back into centre-back, which isn't foreign to him. It's something you can see. But oh, again, it's nice to have a calm head at centre back. Like, exactly, someone who to take out that last man like Van Dyke would do, and just clean up and just get the ball away. I think Fabinho does that really well in CDM, but can also transition the skills to the centre back role. Um, okay, so those have been the fixtures. Obviously, we have touched on quite a lot on other minor topics like the VAR controversial, sort of the refereeing. Um, what we think we should do with VAR um, as well. We had a look at the league as well, which is something we haven't spoken about in a while, even though the football podcast, we haven't really spoken that much about the state of the league and how random it seems to be at the moment and how how like nothing's certain, even though we're like now really stepping into February, nothing's actually certain. But we're going to take a quick break because we're going to go into sort of some of the transfers now. Now I've got every transfer in the January window. So we're going to go through team by team and we're going to break it down and we're going to probably finish up there. So if you're still watching, stay in tune. We're going to go through the transfers and we're going to go through every single one. Okay. So see you guys in a second. Hi guys. Welcome back. Uh, it's part three now. Uh, we we've just broken down pretty much a lot. We we kind of spent a lot of our time just having a bit of a chinwag, haven't we? About we went for about three game weeks though. To be fair, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did say we're going to be reviewing it all and just catching up. No, I, yeah, but we're um, just before we sort of finished, I was just saying how we were getting into some sort of like transfer news. So every so the transfer window has now closed, which was actually the first of february it closed because for some reason it couldn't open on the sunday it couldn't close on a sunday which i'm not really too sure why Does any of you guys have any ideas why it can't close on a sunday no idea, no idea. so no post on sundays no exactly <laughs> that's probably why okay so we i have a lovely premier league website so hopefully all of these are going to be official we are going to break basically go through every single team. Obviously, I'm just going to read it out because sometimes not worth talking about it because they're an, unfortunately no offense because they don't we don't know who these people are sometimes. So obviously, starting out, we have Arsenal. Now, players that they've brought in, and by the way, going ahead, forgive me if I absolutely butcher some of these names. It's going to happen. So sorry in advance. So. Omar Rekic, Hertha Berlin is where he came from. 
Any- oh, is that someone we brought in? Yep, brought in. Omar Rekic. Hertha Berlin. Oh, can't say I've yeah, heard much well, they... about him. I assume he's quite young. Yeah, well, um, let's get some details. See what it brings up. Okay, so. That's good. Professional contract under 23s. Yeah, I was going to say. 19 year old has joined us. Man City used to have a player called Rekic. Karim Rekic, I think. I don't know if they're related or. Oh. If that's a common surname he, for someone. He, hey, so, throughout his youth career, he also spent time at Feyenoord, Manchester City, PSV, Feyenoord, and Marseille. Wow. Probably his brother then. So, the 19 year old joined us from Bundesliga, Hertha Berlin. Omar is a ball-playing centre-half who can play on both sides. Fair enough. I assume he's just going to be one for the future. Um, yeah. One that we're going to put through sort of the ranks. In, you've um, got Matt Ryan from Brighton. Oh, yeah. It, that was such a random signing. I have no idea why we made that signing. We only bought in that run and the other, a couple of uh, in the summer, I think it was. Yeah. But, yeah, baffled. He's okay. all right, Matt Ryan. I guess they knew Leno was likely to get sent off. <laughs> <laughs> Did he play in that game? Maybe I think so. Off. Jesus. I think he must have come on. But it was either him or Matt Macy. Oh. Okay, whilst Harry confirms that for us, Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid on loan. Oh, it was Runnison that played. Yeah, Runnison, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, um, Odegaard, Real Madrid loan. Yeah, I hope he Exciting. gets a bit more game time. Yeah. Um, because he's just been coming on as substitutes sort of so far. I'm not sure if it's due to sort of ma- uh, lack of match fitness or something, but yeah, I hope he gets a bit more game well, time so we can we found see out, what he can really do. We found out in a previous contract, sometimes players don't get played because yes. their contracts actually say if they play a certain amount of minutes, they owe yeah. money. Which I was quite shocked by because remember we were talking on a previous podcast about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain not playing that much for Arsenal because in his contract, if he played more, the the club would have to pay more to where he came from. Not sure where that was. Yeah, was it seven? He couldn't pay any more than nineteen minutes or something. Yeah, it was stupid. He was. If he played any more than twenty minutes, he would they'd have to pay ten grand or whatever it was. Something stupid like that. But yeah, hopefully this isn't the same case with Odegaard. Yeah, I I hope not. Because he was he was a good player. I remember him being quite like prominent, I guess, or a lot of potential behind him. Yeah, he had a lot of pro- uh, he was quite a promising yeah. young player. Um, I remember when I first heard about him, he was that new young kid that's breaking into the yeah um, Real Madrid the new team. Ronaldo, and I was like, yeah, oh. and you're a bit like, oh my god, like how is he starting for, for Real Madrid? But and then obviously I think all of that died down quite a lot, and yep. he's obviously just flown under the radar for quite a while. Yeah, unfortunately, it happens. But anyway, so those you had only three ins. Yeah. Now you've had quite a lot of outs. Which was it ten? Ten or something weird. One, out. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh. oh I so, we that. Kolasinac, 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 Schalke, on loan, and they're going down yeah. as well. They're actually finish finishing bottom probably. Uh, William Saliba, really? Schalke, That's yeah, because uh, I remember looking at the team because Love Liverpool that. got Kabak, I'm pretty sure they're bottom. That's hilarious. <laughs> You've just sent Kalashnik <laughs> to go alone over there. 
which is brilliant. Uh, well, he was referred to as the Bosnian Hulk when he first joined for Arsenal. Yeah. And I oh, think fair enough. That uh, name quickly went out the window didn't, when he didn't. Happen. Happen. He was all right to start with. Yeah, yeah, he was all right, but he wasn't. Well. He wasn't anything special. Um, William Saliba, Nice loan. This whole Saliba saga has been winding me up. I don't know yeah. what's properly going on. He's just been, well, he was signed and then was um, sent back to St Etienne, was it, on loan? And then joined Arsenal again. Then we weren't going to loan him back. And then now we have six months later and he's not playing for us. And it's just, it's baffling. Nice. Yeah. That's nice now, which is a bit mad. Yeah, uh, he's only on loan. But... Daniel Ballard, Blackpool, loan extension. I don't know who he is. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, Matt Macy, Hibernian. Hi, hi, oh, Hibernian. Oh, Hibernian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Socrates. Edinburgh. Was Socrates, released. Yeah. He was released. So. Yeah. Mutual consent. Yeah. I think that's for the best for everyone. Really. Probably the most well-known one. Metsuit Ozil to Feminacci. That man deserves to play. Uh, yeah. An Arsenal fan, but. Arsenal treated him very poorly. Finally free. Yeah, well, it, I've never really properly formed a strong opinion over it because I don't know exactly what's happened behind closed doors. There's got to be something more than just, oh, he's a, a little bit arrogant or he didn't put the toilet seat down after, or something like that. It's, it's just, there's yeah. definitely something that's happened in the background, but the way he was being treated after what he's done for Arsenal over the seven and a half years I think it was I think he's been treated wrongly I mean he's making a an impression for the Fibonacci fans already taking an 80% pay cut and donating like six million so they can afford to pay him and no yeah. not afford to pay afford to play him yeah. um, so what's going to happen with Gennosaurus's wages now is that <laughs> still paying them I, uh, I, I saw that the other day um, I guess no idea I, he's gone hopefully hope so hope so I'd uh, take, take him a Redding Gallosaurus yeah. <laughs> a Red, Redding a dinosaur fair enough okay so Matt Smith Charlton loan fair enough don't really know him that well no uh, Joseph Olowu Weldston loan Zach Medley Kil- oh, Kilman- Kilmarnock Kilmanuk. Yeah. A lot of these are just so, going to be some of our yeah. youth squad that are just we want get out there, get First some team. game time, get some yeah. experience, everything totally. like that. Um, Mustafi, Schalke 04. Different yeah. team. Uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles, West Brom loan. Joe Willock, Newcastle. It's a good loan. move for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think good moves for both of them, really. They, uh, It's not that they don't get any game time at Arsenal. They, they, they get game time. Obviously, Maitland Niles more than Willock, I'd say. But um, for them to go out there and get a full 90 minutes most weekends, I think, I reckon it'll do them a world of good. Well, we'll probably get to it. But in a con- good comparison of that is Harvey Elliott. Mm. He's been lighting up the pitch for Blackburn recently. Um, Harry, would you have? Has he got his haircut yet? No, no, he ain't got his haircut yet. No, apparently, he then. apparently he's um, doing really well, and they refer to him as uh, their little diamond or gem or something like that, which is a bit weird. But you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, anyway, moving on. Aston Villa. The only signing they made apparently in was Morgan Morgan Sanson from Marseille. Which fair enough. I don't know too much about this player. If any of you guys 
Can you go to shed any more light? No. I mean, Marseille Marseille aren't a bad team. No, they're not a terrible team. I mean, it's it's good to see that they're, you know, I want to see a bit of strength in their squad. I don't want to see that many players leave. But on that note, uh, Lovre Kalinic went to Hajduk split on a loan. Jack Clark, Chesterfield loan. Tyreek Wright, Walsall loan. Dominic Reven, Weymouth. Weymouth, Weymouth, Weymouth. Uh, Callum Rowe, Hereford United. Fair enough. Connor Hurian, Swansea. Indiana Vasilev. Indiana Vasilev, Cheltenham. Henry Lansbury, released. And Frederick Gilbert. Christ, Lansbury. That's where he's released. Anyway, ended up nowhere now. He was Arsenal back in the day, wasn't he? Probably. (laughs) Uh, Brighton. Again, same with Aston Villa. They just made one signing. Moise Casado. I don't know if I pronounced that one right. From the Independiente del Val. No idea. Brazil, Brazil, I think. Okay, cool. Um, Again, don't know much about that player. Let me get some quick details because that sounds like a very cool name. Um... Contract until June 2025. Jesus. Four year contract. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, transfer remains subject to national clearance, but the 19 year old midfielder arrived on the South Coast and won the 2020 under 20 Copa Liberator- Liberatadores, as well as making a senior debut for Ecuador in October. Decent. Okay, decent for Brighton, I guess. Not terrible. Yeah. Out um, who left Brighton? All on loan was Jason Malumbi for Preston, Victor Guayquerez to Coventry for loan, Warren O'Hara, MK Dons, Bernardo went to Red Bull Salzburg. Didn't know that. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure I've actually still got him in my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been on my bench since day one. Oh, mate, yeah, he's a good bench warmer, isn't he? Yeah, he, there he is, right there on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. He's just been number three on my bench throughout the whole season. I've not touched Fair it. enough. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan, as we know, Arsenal loan. Glenn Murray went to Nottingham Forest. I did not know that. Uh, he's I think he's, sort of, he's coming towards the uh, the end of his sort of career. And he's, yeah, I don't think he was going to be playing much in the Prem, yeah, um, especially not starting. Hard. Did he get so. an injury as well recently? And that's probably what saw him off. Was that, was that Glenn sure. Murray? Oh, it's probably more pay. Um, and then lastly, Max Sanders went to Lincoln on loan. Anyway, moving on. Burnley. Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. In, they had Ben Ward from Hastings and Anthony Gomez-Machini from Angers. They were actually allowed English. to sign someone. Yeah, yeah. Sign oh, yeah. They, they can only to afford so many plays for Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not I don't really, even know I don't what know. division Hastings are in. They're not uh, on the top God, six, do they? God knows. Um, I have no idea who these people are, but going out as well, we have Bobby Thomas to Barrow on loan, Lucas Jensen to Bolton on loan, Adam Phillips to Accrington Stanley on loan, Mace Goodridge to Barrow on loan as well. Chelsea, they didn't sign anyone in a transfer window, which I'm respectively... Not really surprised. Yeah, not surprised about that. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got any money left. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did let some players go to other clubs and loans and whatnot. So Charlie Brown went to MK Dons as a transfer. Lucas Piazon to Braga. 
as well, a transfer. Danny Drinkwater. Right, he's been at Chelsea going out on loans for about 10 years. Oh, my God. Years um, Danny Drinkwater went to Kiam. Kasimpasa, I can't pronounce it, on loan. Uh, Fikayu Tomori went to AC Milan on loan. Baba Rahman. That's a good move for him, I think. Baba Rahman went to P-A-O-K, P-A-O-K, all in caps, I'm assuming it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, well, he went on loan. Uh, Jack Wakeley, Brighton loan as well. Uh, Palace actually, Palace did make some moves and did get some players in. So obviously, they got Jean Philippe Mateta from um, Mainz on loan. They got Jake O'Brien from Cork City loan, and Danny on loan in. Yeah, got right. him on loan in. Uh, it's a strange move. Yeah, Danny Imre signed for them from Chelford City and out uh, don't really know any of these people Rob Street to Torquay on loan Max Mayer released Scott Banks to Dunfermline loan Jaroslaw Jack went to Rakov Chesov Chawa on loan just to check the team I think doing. everyone's favourite part of this post, uh, podcast is going to be your pronunciation of these, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you these names. I'm going to butcher it and we I've said this at the start I'm going to butcher well, some of these names you're at a 50-50 success rate I, I, yeah, I think yeah no sure. I don't, I'm happy with that That's con- if I can consistently keep it up I'll be fine uh, Sam Woods nailed uh, it <laughs> yeah Plymouth. <laughs> 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 wait, wait till I get to this next one. Uh, Plymouth Argyle loan. Brendan Pierrick into Kilmarnock loan. And that's Palace out. Everton, Joshua King. I got him from AFC Bournemouth on loan. Did they? Yeah. yeah. It was a good move. It was a late played one. against us at the weekend. I didn't, I didn't know that. I honestly... It was a late one. I think it happened on, well, on deadline day and within the last couple of hours, I think. Um, but... Yeah, that's a good move, I think, for, for him. I mean, they've had a lot of a lot of outs, though. Matthew Pennington, Shrewsbury loan. Jared Braithwaite, Blackburn loan. Ellis Sims, Blackpool. Yannick Balassi, Middlesbrough loan. Jonas Lossie, Mightland. Senk Tosin, Besiktas. Check Tosin. Check Tosin, loan. John Joe Kenny, Celtic loan. Benny Banning, gimme. Benny Banning. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of that, um, that you know, sketch of that African sports arena. Oh my God. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> he went to Derby on loan. Uh, Anthony Gordon, Preston loan. And that was it for Everton. Uh, Fulham in. They got one. They got Josh Maha or Maja from Bordeaux on loan. Good player. Decent, fair play. Out was Anthony Nockeritz to Nottingham Forest, a loan extension. I love that he never makes it in the Premier League. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Such what? an arse. He is. Fair enough. Loan extension from Fulham. Um, Jerome Opoku to Plymouth, loan extension again. Stefan Johansson, QPR loan. Gene Michael Seri, Bordeaux loan. Abu Bakar Kamara, 
Dijon loan, Maxime Le Merchant, Royal Antwerp loan, Niskens Cabano, Middlesbrough loan, and that was Fulham. Moving on, Leeds United, they've just had people on the out here. Jordan Stevenson, Bradford loan, Ryan Edmondson, Northampton loan, Robbie Gatz, Salford loan, Rafa Mujica, 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 one of them, uh, Las Pamas loan. Oh, that must be nice. Uh, Connor Shawhennessy released. Shawhennessy, Shawhennessy, Shawhennessy. Okay, yeah, I'll move it over to the to the win pile. Joy Roy <laughs> Grot, VFL. Oh, oh J Roy, J Roy Grot, grow. <laughs> Oh, you'll keep it count. I just clocked. <laughs> you, do, you do well. You do. I'm not doing too bad. For Leeds. Uh, all right. Leicester haven't had any transfer ins, but we have had some outs. Uh, I'm going to skip all of them because I don't know how to pronounce I'm joking. Um, Admiral Mus- Musqui. Musqui. Don't know. Uh, Admiral uh, Musqui. That's a sick name. That is kind of a cool name. First name being Admiral as well. (laughs) That's dope. Wickham. He went to Wickham on loan. Uh, Matty James, Coventry loan. Daniel Iverson, Preston loan. Josh Knight, Wickham loan extension. Philippe Benkovic, OH Leuven. Islam Slimani, Leon. Darnell Johnson, FC Wimbledon loan. Damari Gray, Bayer Leverkusen. Oh my god, I'm stumbling over my word. Bayern Leverkusen. Bayern Leverkusen. My great, I, I thought he was going to go to an English club. I didn't realise he went to Bayern Leverkusen. That's a good move. That's a yeah. really cool move. Yeah. I like that. Fair. Didn't do well over there. And Callum Wright to Cheltenham Town. Loan. Liverpool. In. Ben Davies. Preston. Ozan Kabak. Schalke. Loan. So was this the same Ben Davies that used to play for Tottenham? No. Is it Tottenham? Uh, he's, still, he's still at Tottenham. Oh, right. I was going to say. Um, I know a little bit more about these two players, but I also know we probably pick them up dirt cheap as well. Because the Schalke, Schalke 04 are the team that are bottom. And that's where we got Kabak from. I don't know a great deal of players. I know that Kabak is quite a physical player. Um, the only thing I worry about is him just getting screwed with yellow cards and red cards and things like that. Ben Davies, again, seems like he could be better. But again, I just, as a Liverpool fan, I'm intrigued to see how they perform in the Premier League. But moving out... I think Ben have... Davies could could end up being like a Rob Holding. Yeah? Like no, a, gosh, not not signed like... for immediately, but just like a, if you need him, send it back option. Fair, fair. No, I actually completely agree with that. He's from Preston. He did all right for Preston so far. So hopefully he gets his time to shine at Liverpool. And there's the opportunity to at the moment. So fair play to him. Good news. True. Um, going out is Liam Miller, Charlton loan. Adam Lewis, Plymouth loan. Sepp Vanderberg. I forgot we had him. Preston loan. Oh, swap centre back for centre back. I see there. Any of you know about the set? Can't say no, no, fair enough. I don't expect you to. He's, he's really, really young. So it looks like we just did a sort of a buy and a swap to balance it out. And probably the biggest one here is Takumi Minamino, Southampton loan, which is uh, 
I saw a funny joke going, fair play to, tack, uh, to Minamino realising to join Southampton so he can get into the England, uh, Liverpool squad. Liverpool squad, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty decent. Um, and the last one is Vytoslav Jaros, St. Patrick's Athletic Loan. No idea who the hell that was. But yeah, that's Liverpool. I think we've done quite well in the transfer market, as we usually do. Uh, City have only had players going out. Morgan Rogers, Lincoln loan. Taylor Hardwood-Bellis, Blackburn loan. Arjunet Muric, Wellheim second or two, I don't know, loan. Patrick Roberts to Derby County loan. Surprisingly, City haven't really done much in the transfer market. Yeah, I think they're probably just sort of clearing out sort of some of the dead weight, really. Yeah, time. I don't, I don't think Jan's normally a, a massive window for a lot of people. Um, I think obviously there's there's a couple of big names that maybe happen once every every other year or something. But for the most part, January's a bit sort of maybe potentially get a bit of get rid of a bit bit of dead weight, save a bit of money, and get one or two players in if needed mm. at that point in the. I mean, um, Liverpool are probably a prime example. We've got some defenders. Yes, we need defenders. Well, not going to Arsenal, we got a couple of midfielders in, a couple of creative midfielders, yeah, which yeah, obviously exactly. we needed and got rid of a lot of dead weight. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a spring cleaning of football, it seems. Okay. Um, so, we covered them. So, United had one transfer in Ahmad Diallo from At- Atalanta. Don't know a great deal about this player, player but I know Atalanta aren't a team you can fuck with a decent side and consistently I don't think they do terribly in the Champions League I know they sometimes they gave us a run for money uh, this year and I think the, did we play, the Liverpool played them last year as well potentially um, but United one player in I mean I kind of just want to see what's his name got his name brilliant got his name whilst we were recording describe Pogba Oh, right. Jesus. I was like, what's his name? Um, I kind of just want to see Pogba leave just because I want to know where he's going to go. But oh, I just, I'm sick of, sick of the sight of him. I know. Get him out. I saw a picture earlier on uh, Instagram when we took a short break a moment ago about um, it was a picture of Pogba and that Diallo like, couple, uh, couple of years ago when he was like a little kid, that Diallo guy. I know it's obviously a picture of them in their United gear training together. And they're like, oh, oh, that's kind of cool. Trying to like, recreate the picture or whatever, uh, oh. which is obviously, it's, it's quite cool to see that sort of thing. And Pope was like, stuff. okay, yeah, bye. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was asking him for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, okay, so uh, people who are leaving United, Max Haygarth, Brentford, Ethan Laird, MK Dons. What players going to MK Dons? Just me? I feel like we've said MK Dons. I'd be fuming if I got sent to MK Dons. <laughs> Tell me about it. That's uh, only a loan though. So I've seen more players go there permanently than I have seen on loan. So Ethan Laird, 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 whatever it is. Luca Erkolanning to Carpi. Timothy Fosu Mensa. Bayern Leverkusen. Deshaun Bernard to Salford, uh, loan extension. Jesse Lingard obviously was a big one to West Ham loan. Tahith Chong to Club Bruges loan. Oh, that must be cool. Uh, Fechindo Pelstri to Alaves loan. Tidam Menji, Derby loan. And Marcus Rojo to Boca Juniors. 
Boca Juniors probably. Boca, Boca Juniors. Boca Junior. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Newcastle United, obviously, they've had one transfer in which we mentioned, which is Joe Willock, which came in on loan. Um, I think he's probably going to get a bit more game time with, with Newcastle there, which sounds like a good good move, to be fair. Um, out, Rolando Ehrens, had to Huddlesfield. DeAndre Yedlin to Galatasaray. Ooh. That's cool. Uh, Sheffield United, no, they obviously haven't bought anyone. They're probably just preparing themselves on their exit. George Broaden to Beershot Loan. Michael Verpis to FC Emmon Loan. And Jake Eastwood to Grims- Grimsby Loan. Oh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, man. Someone's got to play there. At least it's by the sea. That's <laughs> <laughs> so more than I can say uh, for Milton Kings. Yeah, true. Um, Southampton, obviously, Ian, they've had Takumi Minamino, which, I don't know, is it a good move, do you think, guys? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think okay. it's going to be similar sort of situ- situation to uh, Joe Willick in the sense it will get a lot more game time, get that experience, and yeah, get some first team football under his belt, okay. under sort of in the prem, and then yeah, yeah. I don't think there's there's much to lose for yeah. either team with that kind of deal. Yeah, no, not Southampton aren't exactly doing terribly either, so it's no. it's not like he's going from a top table team to or sorry, yeah, top of the table team to right at the bottom. He's yeah, still. Decently mid table. Yeah. He's not going to get relegated with his team. He's probably what no. Klopp doesn't want. Bit of a flop though, as you guys think, because he was so good. Uh, where did he go? Light Leipzig, our, our Red Bull, didn't he? Yeah, I'll be right. So too, yeah. so good then. Pretty much when we played against them. Was it Leipzig or Salzburg? Is it Salzburg? One of the RB um, teams. Oh no, it was Salzburg. Bear with us. We will have confirmation very soon. Uh, yeah, Salzburg. Salzburg, yeah, no. When we played against them, he stuck out probably one of the best midfielders on that team, and now he comes to Liverpool. Which I don't know if it's because maybe we play slightly differently to what he's used. Well, obviously to. the Premier League's quite different. I yeah, think Premier it's League's the most physical league. But then um, you've got Wijnaldum, Henderson ahead of you. You can't not play Henderson, and Wijnaldum is obviously arguably world class, really. So, tough position to be in, I guess, if you want to be up there. But again, he has had his opportunities. And I think in some instances, he could have been a bit of a waste of talent, potentially. But if when Adam's moving on, which probably looks like he will in the summer, then maybe there's room room for him. But we still have Abicator. So, on that. Um, Southampton going out, Tyreek Johnson to Gillingham. Callum Slattery again to Gillingham, but on loan. <laughs> Gillingham. Oh, Gillingham. Ah, oh, I'm reading it how I see it. Gillingham, Gillingham, Gillingham. Gillingham yeah. yeah. Jake Vokins or Vokins to Sunderland or Sunderland. Uh, <laughs> Sunderland. 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 <laughs> Jan Valerie to Birmingham loan. Shane Long, AFC Bournemouth loan. Didn't know that. Uh, Hoping he comes back to us when it contracts out this summer. Oh, fair enough then. Hopefully, hopefully. And okay, so Tottenham going out, we have Jubril Okandina to Cambridge loan, Jack Clark to Stoke loan, Harvey White, Portsmouth loan, Anthony Georgiou, Georgiou, AL Limassol, uh, Brandon Austin to Orlando City loan, Shiloh Tracy, Cambridge loan, Malachi Fagan Walcott, Fagan Walcott, Dundee loan, Mauricio. 
Pochettino. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on, man. Like, Rizio. PSG loan. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maurizio? Maurizio. Pochettino, yeah, that's what it says. Um, Watford, he went to. Um, Troy Parrot, Ipswich loan. Jonathan Debris, RWD, Mollenbeek. Jesus. Kazahi Sterling, Greenock Morton loan. Jack Rolls, Stevenage, which is just up road from where I am. Stevenage, which is cool, we went on loan. Paulo Gazina, Gazaniga, to Elch on loan. Uh, Ron- the keeper. What did you say, bro? Gazaniga. Didn't say anything, man. I don't know what you're about. Cancel, mate. Cancel. kicking it. We're laughing at this, but I don't think either of us could do any better. I would be especially not uh, very good at this. It probably should have been Harry's. Harry's is a lot more. Uh, probably better at pronouncing. I can't do S's though. So oh, okay. Probably... Yeah. Where's Alfred when you need him? Uh, um, Owen Windsor, Newport loan. Char- oh, this sorry. West Brom. West Brom players. They've actually signed quite a few players or got quite a few players. Uh, Robert Snodgrass, West Ham. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Andy Lonegren. Lonegan? Andy Lonegan. Doesn't say where he went, just his name. He went on loan again. Did he? <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, uh, someone understood it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Huge, huge play. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Uh, okay. Okay. Ya- Yakuzlu to Celta Vigo on loan. I'm just going to power through. Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, Arsenal loan. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, um, sorry. Players I had out, Owen Windsor to Newport loan, Charlie Austin, QPR loan, Jonathan Band, LA Galaxy. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, Kenneth Zahoa, Millwall loan extension. Rakeem Harper to Birmingham loan. Sam Phil, Queens Park Rangers loan. Cedric Kipper. Charleroi? Charleroi? Anyone heard of that one? No, I've not. I've not. All right, we're almost there. West Ham. <laughs> Still chuckling. <laughs> Still oh, looking at Harry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's laughing. Oh. Right. It's a perfect combination of stupid and brilliant, that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's right up your street as well, Harry. Isn't yeah, it? I love that. Love that shit. It sums us up quite well. Mm, true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pretty West fetish Ham. podcast. Stupid, but brilliant. Stupid, but brilliant. <laughs> um, West Ham United, Frederick Alves, Silkborg. Uh, Sed Ben Harama, Brentford. Jesse Lingard, Man United loan, obviously. Um, out was Sebastian Haller, Ajax. Oh, this guy, right? <laughs> Ajax. Uh, Ajax, sorry. Um, they forgot, <laughs> they forgot to register him. They did. In their- oh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, that's we've cool. all done that. Football manager at some point. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're working with the UEFA though to try and basically get him in. Oh mate, uh, you can't. If you forgot, you forgot. You didn't get him in. It's tough luck. Yeah, yeah I think they're sort of they're trying to play on the pull on the heartstrings a bit and go. Come on, it was a it was COVID. A oh, COVID. Mistake. <laughs> oh yeah, coronavirus. Uh, but yeah, no, they they should face the repercussions of their mishap of admin. Um, obviously, we've just mentioned Robert Snodgrass to West Brom. Uh, Dan Kemp, Leighton Orient, Gonzalo, Goncalo, Gardoso, so FC Basel, uh, Winston Reed, Brentford, oh God, uh, <laughs> Oladapo, Offolayan, the Bolton, um, Agi Cambridge United, um, moving into Wolverhampton Wanderers, William Jose, Real Sociedad on loan. That came in, by the way. Uh, out, they had Ruben Vinagri for Famala, Famalicio. Anyone know that team? Uh, oh, I didn't even really hear you, to be fair. Uh, Famalicao. Famalicao? Famalicao. Probably got that wrong. Oscar Berg to Grasshoppers on loan. Sounds like an American team. <laughs> Sounds like a local Sunday League team. Yeah, well. Well, I know it's a pub there. team. Oh, I'm just playing, yeah, you know, uh, grasshopper. Sounds like the team I played for when I was about 10. Thanks for the grasshoppers. <laughs> um, Niall Ennis to Plymouth. John Kitalano to Odd BK. Ryan, G- Ryan Gills or Giles, depending on how you pronounce G's, to Rotherham. Patrick Coutrone to Valencia on loan. Terry Taylor, Bolton Avian. Roderick Mirando released. Jamie... Pardington to Mansfield loan, Luke Matheson to Ipswich loan, and Mertian Shabani to VVVV Venlo. Actually says that. It's a lot of these. It's a lot of these. And that is the entire January transfer window. There we go. There's a lot, yeah, a well lot done, of names. Well done, Mark. That right. was tough. A lot of names that I very clearly butchered. I'm still claiming a 50-50 because there was a lot of English names in there that I, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. That was okay, spot 50/50. on. Fair enough. Every single name was correct. Um, no, um, some good deals in there, I think. Again, it's a transfer, January transfer window. There's not really much in there to be excited about. There's a few things, maybe. The Jesse Lingard move is pretty exciting. You know, actually seeing him play football is something else but other than that nothing really stood out it looks more players went out than came in which is probably makes sense for a january transfer window but hopefully we can have a better summer transfer window and definitely that's going to be very exciting isn't it it's going to be different yeah, for sure well. i think there's going to be a couple of big names this summer um and especially it's going to be weird to see what the transfer market's like as well because see Kobe is going to have a quite a big impact on sort of people's values and everything and be interesting to see if anyone picks up a, a right steal in uh, during the summer yeah i reckon there will be there's going to be players who are going to be a lot cheaper than obviously originally priced before obviously the market was hit with that but no i think I think it should be quite interesting. It doesn't look like there's been much. No one wanted to make a move. No one, unless they had to, from the scenes of things. Um, understandably, obviously. So hopefully, a lot of clubs will be in a position to pull in a lot of players. <laughs> Are you thinking about that bloody joke again? 
<laughs> I was just look, I was looking at you, but I just looked down to see Harry. Well, I had I, for the last five minutes, I've had my phone in front of Ollie's picture, so I didn't look at it and laugh. I've taken it down, and it's happened. To me. Oh my god! All right, it's right, okay. probably all right. That's probably a good time to end the podcast, guys. Um, Ollie, thank you again for joining us this week, helping us. Thank you for yeah. having me. That's all right. Coming in on loan for the week. Coming in on loan for the week. To, uh, <laughs> on loan again. Fifty <laughs> for Taish podcast. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, thanks for coming in. We'll hopefully, we'll get you back. Uh, get on again soon. And, you are a good regular and we enjoy having you. Harry, thanks for sort of co-hosting. Bear, bearing with me in the absence of our main host, Alfie, who sh- should, should be with us hopefully in the next few weeks. He is busy with some things, see exams and things coming up. So obviously he hopefully be around very soon and we can have the normal lot with us again. But on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, I will see you all next week. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hit that notification button. Follow on Instagram. Instagram. All of that. Boom. 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 Boom.